Let's do it. going on everybody welcome back to another edition of thunderstruck your unofficial lincoln stars podcast we are back here at brewski's uh this is ba as always jo- joined with me is gene cotter gene uh western conference finals dude there's so much news this week western conference finals one thing phase one draft going on today phase two draft going on tomorrow big wrap-up since our last episode. I don't remember exactly what day we did it, but it was before even Game 1 of Waterloo, right? It was a uh, prior puck drop of Game 1 against Waterloo. That's right. We dropped the puck, and then we started watching the game. Lots what a happened. Game. What a game that was. What game a one. series. Wow, Game 1 was fantastic, but Game 3... I think Game 1 was the best game of them all, but... Man, I was on pins and needles all day Sunday. I don't know about you. Uh, Sunday, yeah, definitely. Uh, Saturday, I was kicking myself because uh, I should have known better. Every time I go to Waterloo, we get our butts handed to us, and that was no different this time when I made the uh, five-hour trek up to Waterloo. And uh, I like going to the building. I like the arena. I like uh, Cowbell Hell's not too bad in person. I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong, but... I got to see some friends that I haven't seen in, in, God, like seven years since the last time I was oh, up there. Nice. So it was some, good going up there. And, but uh, Something I hope for you is that next year, depending on what, if any, role you take, what I need you to do is get a sport coat, a black turtleneck, a fedora, and you can, like, walk around and be the hype man. Oh, Throw yeah. Throw yourself a little porn stash and yeah. go out and try to get the, the crowd creepy PA announcer from Waterloo, Iowa. <laughs> He, he was something else on TV. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I'm thinking, you know, did you? I don't know. Did you watch that black turtleneck? Could you imagine days? Craig being that guy? No. Nope. He'd be too too hand in the facey to do that. But my God, what a what a bunch of news this week! By the way, all all league teams were announced. Three, two, two stars, three stars, three, three stars. Who am I thinking of? Um, I know that Bucky. Whitey. Whitey. They were also the forward and defenseman. Oh, and Mace, Marcellus. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, so Lucky we, had got three, robbed. we had three people on the all-league team, second team and third team. I think Mason was second team. Uh, Bucky and Whitey were third team. But uh, also, Whitey, what, for the fourth time or third time this week? Goalie of the week? Fourth or fifth, I think. Yep, and Bucky was at least his second time as B&D of the week. And then forward of the week, uh, Owen Michaels, former Lincoln Star. Former Lincoln Star, long time ago Lincoln Star. So, hey, I still claim him. So, uh, Star swept the player of the weeks uh, out there. In typical Nebraska fashion, B.A., as long as you ever, like, drove through Nebraska, you're a Nebraska native. So, if Owen Michaels spent a couple nights in Lincoln... Then he's officially a Lincoln yeah, he's, Star. He's I mean, we continue star. to claim Zach Bryce and Charlie Shane and that name you won't let me talk about out loud anymore, even though we only played two games here. It was named like all rookie and uh, all league um, up in up in I'm Duluth now. Ben Steves. Oh, Benny. No, I like <laughs> Benny. Benny's a good kid. Yeah, you just got t- you just get tired of me talking about him. Understood. <laughs> Understood. 
So, um, I don't know where you want to start. You want to start with where we were and then get to where we were going? Well, wanna... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody should know right now that, you know, Lincoln took the uh, three-game series against Waterloo. We're now playing for the Western Conference Championship. First time in 11 years. Uh, last time we played this, we uh, faced those Waterloo Blackhawks. Black, Black Hawks. What was it? The last three times that we've been knocked out of the playoffs, it was Waterloo 0-5 lifetime against them. Can't say that anymore. Not anymore. 1-5. We're on a one-series one win streak against them. It was good. I mean, we talked back when they were in our barn a couple weeks ago about how important mentally that was for us to play them. You know, that was the night where probably should have been a tie game, sent it to overtime. We beat him the night before that, so it was close. Think about that. I keep trying to jump back in. Last time we were in Fargo, we swept the force in their own in their building. That we so, did. And, we, uh, you know, Fargo took care of business. They knocked out Tri-City. Personally, I like the Fargo matchup a little bit better than I like the Tri-City matchup, so I think we're in good position. Yep. We also like the Fargo matchup more than we like the Waterloo matchup, so let's uh, let's hope that we continue to be right about our matchups. Yeah, let's hope so. I was, um, yeah, I don't know. I was I was a little nervous heading to Waterloo over the weekend. You, but I, I know you were not only nervous, you were a little ticked off on Sunday, you know, come and find oh. out Dougie uh, Grimes gets suspended for... Uh, for a hit that was no penalty called on it, I, I honestly I did not see the hit Saturday night, but uh, I know uh, it was a big hit. Well, I was already ticked because I found out that Sam Buko. I mean, I'm, we probably talked about that on the last episode. I was ticked because Books got suspended for whatever he did, and then he comes back on Saturday and promptly hit somebody else in the head with an elbow. And I'm thinking he was too. He said when he got home that he was a little worried that. I, I was a little worried too. Suspended. And you know, as much as I like Books, when uh, we destroyed Waterloo on, on uh, that first game, I was like, maybe he should need to stay out of the lineup. Well, I'm a little superstitious when it comes to playoffs. Yeah, well, you know, I was so happy for that kid on Sunday. Getting uh, he didn't score the game winner, but he certainly put the final nail, as Rocky said, the final nail in he the did. coffin with that empty net. I was giving him a little crap for those of you that didn't see it. Go check it out because. He looked back over his shoulder to see if anybody was coming, and his legs left him temporarily. I was thinking. Well, I mean, on Saturday, his pile. legs definitely left him as he swan dived across the blue line and uh, completely missed a breakaway shot. So, yeah, it was interesting though. Talk about the moment because Raf, right before Books the other night too, had a had an opportunity and he kind of lost his legs for a second, then kind of, <coughs> excuse me, swung and missed a little bit on a on a shot, and I mean. All that can do is make you better, right? That's a that's an iron sharpens iron moment. Get yeah. you ready for the big time. And I and I've, I'm a firm believer with the. Uh, I'm a firm believer when it comes to like uh, the the analogy. If you ain't falling, you ain't trying. So uh, the fact that uh, Books kind of fell at that on Saturday, he was trying. He learned a little bit and uh, definitely paid off on on Sunday when he uh, netted the empty netter. I was literally thinking to myself as he's going in, don't pull a Patrick Stefan. <laughs> Patrick, if you're listening, I love you, my man. But uh, oh. I was literally, I didn't even know about that. And, of course, you know, when Steph played here, they were like, you know who his dad is. Yeah. The, uh, For those of you that not, the worst not empty Patrick's net goal attempt I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm a crabby hockey player, and I think I still could have probably made that. Yeah, well, that's easy to say. <laughs> it is to easy say. to say. but uh, And you know what I hate about stuff like that is Bill Buckner is defined by the ball between his wickets. Leon Durham is defined by the ball through his wickets. Patrick Stefan is defined by that despite everything else he did. And he's such a good dude that someday I hope that he I mean, 
it was with Atlanta, so maybe it's forgotten by now. So yeah, I will. I'll be interested to see. So once we move into the phase two draft tomorrow, I'll be a little interested to see if uh, James Stefan, who was a star a couple of years ago during the COVID year, who's playing for the Winterhawks, uh, his brother Wyatt played for the Danbury Hattricks this year in the Null, came back from a horrific knee injury. Uh, like very surgical. I think there was a little worried about whether he was ever going to play again. So I'll be interested. He had a pretty good year for a very bad team, a team that was so bad that by with about a third of the season left, they fired the coach and actually installed Patrick Stefan as the head guy. And so I'll be interested to see if Wyatt gets picked up. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely the lineage is uh, high in that one. I'm always a little hesitant when, especially it was during the John Hall era, when he picked guys just because of the last name. Uh, former NHL guys does not necessarily mean their, their kid's a good hockey player. Uh, I, it sounds all good, but uh, based on what you were saying about Stefan, uh, it sounds like he is could be and probably will be the real deal. Good kid, big pick. I don't know how he compares to his brother, James. You know, like I said, he played on a team that was like 5-55 and 55 in, in the Null this year, so don't know how much he got to show, show his stuff, but... So many good things. All right, so let's go back to Friday night. I'm sitting here thinking the USHL discussion boards were just on fire, and we were sitting there at a little watch party in my basement when Petey goes into the zone and may or may not have. I'm told that it didn't matter if he touched it with the puck because the defensive the defensive player for Waterloo touched it, and so it really didn't matter. Then it turns into, but was it goalie interference or not? Then I will say we got away with one right there. Based, based on my knowledge of goalie interference, it was probably goalie interference. But you know, you take you take the breaks as you can get them, and definitely uh, Lincoln Lincoln took that one, and uh, it definitely paid off. And I am told that that is not renewal reviewable. So you could have maybe reviewed the high stick thing, but apparently it hit hit the Waterloo player, so that nullified that. And but it's the second weird goalie interference thing. Did you watch any of uh, Game Seven last night between the Rangers and the the Devils? I did not know. Late in the game, um, oh god, why can't I say who? Who's the who's the Rangers netminder? Just Durkin. Just Durkin comes out. Uh, Devils coming in. He goes out, dives. Guy trips over the top of him. He lays there on the ice on his back for I don't know three seconds. Then he gets up. By that time, the Devils have put the puck in the net, and they whistle it dead and call it goalie interference. Last week, I'm in Tri-City. Hey, if you're laying on the ice for three seconds, it's probably not well, goalie Well, last week in Tri-City, I saw the same thing, where Korkendorfer for for uh, Sioux City did the same thing, got hit. In my opinion, if he gets hit, and within the next second or so, but when you lay there and the puck the puck's 20 feet from you, and you lay there for three seconds before you get up and get back in net, that... Probably time to wave off the goalie interference. We just but. need to instill the rule that if you're out of the crease, you're fair game. If you want to get, if you get lit up, you get lit up. Stay in the crease. Your crease can be your safe zone. I know all the goalies out there are going to probably hate me for this, uh, for this topic. But hey, if you don't want to get hit, don't come out. So of the crease. here's the other thing too: if you don't want to get hit, don't do stuff like Crato, Crato did to Marcy early in Game Three over the weekend. Did you what see that slew foot? Chicken move that was that was unbelievable right in front of the ref and he slew foots it just like the uh the instagram story said it's a little sus little sus or a lot of sus yeah that was unreal uh, it was very obvious early on for the most part that the refs were just they might as well have left the, the whistles in the locker room and i'm okay with that i mean when it comes down to 
comes down to it, as long as you're not taking away a scoring chance, I'm okay with putting the. Uh, so the I don't necessarily away. have a problem with that, except that that's a pretty that was a pretty brutal and blatant. It was. I mean, slew foot on Marcy in front, and then to come and you call Yavash a couple seconds later for an extra hit on the blue line completely. I mean, I don't know if it was away from the play, but he hit the kid when the puck was in the area, then hit him again after it left, and you put him in for roughing. Um, I really wish that I had a better view of the DJ Hart. I think we talked. You weren't there, but those of us that were at the watch party because you were in Waterloo. You were in Loserville. Um, I was. We were talking about how we'd hoped that DJ would be back in the lineup because we were going to need to get a little more physical with Waterloo if we wanted to win that game. And then he comes out, he gets put in the lineup, and he comes out and promptly gets a five in a game for roughing and cross-checking. Um, I haven't even looked. Did you look? Is he suspended? I, Probably got that, at least a game for That him. I don't know. But I would I would assume just the way the suspensions have rolled out from the playoffs, he's probably getting a game. Yeah, I was a little shocked that Shivsky got a suspension the other night for them. I mean, that Dude, was, he was a, such a liability on Saturday. I mean, he's in the box every other play. Which is weird for him. He's, I think he's a Lincoln kid, if I remember right. That I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he actually has some, some ties, like maybe played Lehaw for a while back in the day. No clue on that one, Gene. You're, you're the Lehigh guy over here. Well, at some point I might have to might have to look that up a little more deeply, but at the party I was at on Sunday they were talking about, he he is a Lincoln kid. From Minnesota now, but like maybe did one of those things whereby the family moved to Minnesota because... Because uh, let's be honest, uh, youth hockey in Lincoln is not probably the uh, best place to develop your skills. You know what, though? It's getting earlier, there. Th- earlier this week, the Stars announced that they've got the AAA 16U team. Um, to go with the 18U tri- AAA team that they just had, and to speak to what you were just saying, I'm kind of waiting. We talked about the that we have the Phase One, which is the 2007 birth year draft, USHL draft going on right now, and got a shout out. OG Lincoln Star Derek Reynolds' son Ryder just got picked by. And I wish he was picked by Lincoln. Yeah, but he got picked but, by the team up the road. You know, as much as I like Derek, uh, I don't like your kid right now, Derek. Uh, hey. If this kid doesn't have any chance choice on if, who he if, got if he's by. suiting up with the uh, the black and orange, uh, hey, uh, maybe we can work a trade. So Ryder Reynolds, I'm, I'm already trying to negotiate a trade right there. Ryder Reynolds, uh, son of Lincoln Star Hall of Famer OG Lincoln Star Derek Reynolds, uh, was picked up in the ninth round by by the Lancers. But you know, being playing for Master Master, what's the name of that team? Mastery Mastery up there. Uh, David Wilkie probably has uh, a close eye on, on that whole Absolutely. program. So, I mean, definitely a good pickup by the, by the Lancers. He was the second kid. There was a center who probably played on Ryder's line up there. So, uh, speaking of that draft, Lincoln comes out in its first pick, picks up a six foot four inch defenseman uh, out of Minnesota. Uh, I didn't think about this, but you know who our number one draft pick was in the phase one draft last year? Uh, could it be our guest tonight? Nope. No. No. No, he would have been a phase two draft. Sparks phase one. Was Sparks our first draft pick? He was not. Cleaver. Adam Cleaver. Cleaves. So, you know, he's an 06. God, so we talked kid, all I year mean. about. So if these young kid draft picks phase one, I mean, so could you imagine that? A Cleaver at an 06? And, and, and a lot of these uh, with the phase one draft picks, you won't see these kids for a couple of years. And uh, Cleaves was definitely the exception there. And we talked all year about how he did not look like or play like an 06. It'll be interesting to see as he gets older and a little grittier 
how that plays out because I think sometimes he probably he was always positionally sound, uh, but maybe he's one of those guys where, and I hear the analogy: uh, your best defenseman is you don't see him out there. Yep. Um, if your defensemen are make, making mistakes out there, you see him. And I, honestly, I did not notice Adam a whole lot this season, which is really good because he's doing his job, uh, playing sound defense. I would like to see him use his size a little bit more, and I, I think as he gets a little bit older, that's definitely going to come into play. Speaking of which, Jimmy Jursev played a magnificent game Friday night. I thought that was his best game of the year. Yeah, he played I, a great series. Unreal. He played a really he good did. series. He did. He's an 03, so I'm assuming he's because he's uncommitted, so I'm assuming he's coming back next year. Uh, so looking pretty good. You know, through the draft, we did not have a second-round pick. We actually picked up Griffin Brown, son of Stars coach. Player development uh, coach. Player development coach Curtis Brown picked him up as a defenseman. Uh, he may or may not have been skating with the team a little bit recently and i have heard nothing but magnificent reports from the guys that lived at my house about how skilled that kid is so there's something else to look forward to uh, and then we generally got forwards outside of that so but keep in mind these are the 07s the draft tomorrow is probably the next year contributors yeah, the guys are going to see definitely see at camp and hope so. to make a big role and make the team next year which let's whine let's do a little whining more whining about the schedule so we get back from we get back from Waterloo on Sunday. Boys have Monday off. They practice today, but the coaching staff has to do their phase one draft. They're leaving for Fargo tomorrow. Uh, by the way, the coaching staff has to do the phase two draft tomorrow. Then they play on Thursday. I, I honestly thought that the, uh, the draft was next week, and it would have been draft day on game day. I don't know if we're at liberty to talk about scheduling moving forward or not, but the schedule just gets crappier and crappy. If you're going to wrap this series up, let's wrap it up next weekend when we're here at home because it gets really yeah. bad from, I, from You there. know, honestly, I would love to go up there, take the two games up in Fargo like we did last time we were up there, come back, uh, wrap things up in the in the finals on Sunday evening and uh, have a couple days rest before we head up to wherever we need to go. Right. Yep. Because it's uh, it wouldn't look good. It'll look good regardless of how it goes. But, man, how cool would that be to Western Conference champs, Go take on either Youngstown or Chicago. I want to take on Youngstown. Well, that's who I would. That's, that's that, who I that, want to. That's take my on team. Too. I'm rooting for in the East. Uh, Probably shouldn't tell Sam and Justin this, but I think the boys think that uh, the easier route is through Chicago. Oh, I definitely think the easier route is through Chicago. But hey, so. if you want to beat the best, you got to put beat. You got if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So right now, I think out East, uh, Youngstown's probably the better team. Well, what do you say? Should we take a quick break and then we'll get our guest on? Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break. Come back with uh, Boston Buckberger. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. They score on the lacrosse move. Makar. Low kill, Makar. He scores. Gensel. The goalie scores. Jake Gensel. All were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that <laughs> added. To the, I want that added. <laughs> 
shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. All right, Stars fans, joining us now is our guest, third team All-USHL, Defenseman of the Week, (laughs) had to stumble over myself there, Defenseman of the Week for at least the second time this year, uh, with six assists uh, last week for your Western Conference Championship-bound Lincoln Stars, number four, Buck. Boston Buckburger. Jeez, I'm stub- stumbling. Man, that intro was like uh, Sambuco tripping over that blue line. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Bucky, thanks for that is us. A, Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, that one-liner is pretty crazy. Sambuco tripping. That was unbelievable. <laughs> thought he was going to do it again going in for that empty netter on Sunday, too. Did you? Oh, my goodness. Exactly. And we, we poked some fun at him today. We actually uh, watched his goal uh, in the video room and uh, made fun of him by that was a huge one. That was, that was awesome. How cool was that for him, Bucky, that he he does he puts the final nail in the coffin of his old team, the team that basically kicked him to the curb last year? Oh, like, unbelievable, of course. Um, obviously, I think he had some good experiences, some bad while he was in Waterloo, but um, he's had, like, a ton of emotion playing there the whole year, and I think that going back to Waterloo, he'd scored there every single game we played there this year, so... Obviously, he was always fired up for those games. And just uh, to see him on that breakaway, I was actually on the ice, and I think I was just jumping up and down, just so excited for him and the boys that we knew we were going to be moving on. That was that moment was unbelievable. Dude, you just gave me goosebumps because I was sitting here thinking the same thing in a room full of people, and we're all jumping around like a bunch of fourth graders slapping hands. And so you had a lot of viewership back here pulling for you too. Oh, yeah. That's but- awesome. Like. I think I think we all had goosebumps like right after that game, just hugging each other as we piled into the net and Whitey, how good was he in that series, like unbelievable too. And yeah, that was just a crazy, crazy moment and we couldn't be more happy right now. Whitey, goalie of the week for the fourth or fifth time this year. He was also joined you on the third team all USHL. Uh, Mace Captain Marcellus, who had a huge goal for you guys on Sunday. Um, just I think you got the apple on that one, if I remember right. Just uh, you know, just go through the entire range of emotions over the weekend, Bucky, if you would, because you come out, you just basically take it to them. By the way, that was a Daniel Sambuco style game on Friday night up there. I was kept texting him, wondering if he was like chewing holes through his tongue because he wanted to be out there so bad. And then Saturday, oh. you come back with exactly the opposite. And then hey, I take the blame on Saturday. Uh, like I said earlier, yeah, every time there. I go up there, we get taken behind the woodshed so saturday's loss is all on me boys yeah so <laughs> just talk about that whole range of emotions between friday night and then saturday and you know just uh you score they score just grind it out what what what's what's that roller coaster like yeah um i mean starting with friday like our team after the des moines uh swept des moines i think we went into water with a lot of confidence although we'd hadn't won there yet this year, which is um, obviously pretty, like, it's kind of scary looking at the series, um, especially such a quick series like that when you know you're not playing at home. But I think we went in Friday, like, guns a-blazing, just 
ready to do whatever it takes to find a way to score some goals. And I think that getting that first goal of the game was so big for not only that game that night, but the series just to kind of get us kicked off on the right foot. And um, of course, yeah, we, they scored right away and then we responded like the shift after. So um, I think that that goal, the shift after was a turning point in that game. And obviously it was so fast happened right after, but I think that just to give us that little bit of momentum we needed after like, um, obviously the rink went dark in there after they scored and the cowbells are all ringing. Like that, that goal, I think, I think that gave us some confidence in the series, knowing that we can do this and we just like banded together and that Friday night, a huge win. And then Saturday, obviously that, that game just got a little out of hand. Like I think that knowing how good of a team they were, that the series would go to the third game. And then ultimately in the third game, we just were back and forth so much. And then obviously um, it like, of course it's captain Marcellus just doing what he does best being clutch. And um, that goal just like, I don't know, that gives me shivers still. So, uh, and then we locked it down. Kudos to Whitey. I mean, I think he's the best goaltender in the league and he just did what he does best. And then, uh, yeah, of course the emotions ran high after the game and, um, they still are, but we got to turn our heads to Fargo. Bucky, how big is that? Speak before we get to Fargo and we talk about the bus ride home. I mean, you go back and you look at, you said you locked it down. I think Waterloo had five shots on goal in the third period the other night in, in game three when they were in a must win. I mean, you guys are not even in a must win. They were in a must score situation and they just, I mean, they never even got a good look if I remember right. So just uh, how, I mean, how unreal is that to you as a defenseman that you know that the guys around you, it doesn't matter if you're a forward, I mean, Larry's selling out, Books is selling out, uh, Mason, Petey, Raff, just, I mean. Just go down the list. You're, yeah, I mean, your fellow D, Tony, and Dunny, and all of them just are like, well, we got you, Whitey. You get them if it comes through, but we're yeah. going to do everything we can to keep it from even getting there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was obviously pretty crazy. I didn't even really know how many shots they had, like, in that third period. But looking back on it, it does make sense that they only had five because we just, we played the right way, like what Coach Russo said, like, stars hockey, like, and we did exactly what he wanted us to do, just pucks, no pucks in. That was, like, the exact message he gave us. And I think that we did just know that we weren't going to lose that game. We weren't ready to lose that game just because how close all of us are. And I think that we were willing to do whatever it took. And, of course, I mean, five shots on that, like, you're setting yourself up for success um, and only giving up that many. So we uh, we did, I guess, lock it down pretty well because I think that's very impressive from a team standpoint. Well, I don't even think that after they pulled Croteau with however much time we'll have, two minutes, 34 seconds like that, I don't think they were even able to get organized against you guys. Spend as much time having to put him back in I mean, especially after the Books' empty netter, it's like it took him, I don't know, 40 seconds to even get him back out of there again. It was, it was, it was fantastic to watch. And it's, uh, for, for those of us watching at home, it's a sense of relief to know that, that we play defense like that. I know it's always a net out philosophy, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. You got to stay tight. And I mean, I think that our guys did such a good job with that six on five, like, Brandon Ali, he's just out there and he's just like, he just works and works and works. And I don't think like, as an, if I was an opponent, I would hate playing against Brandon Ali because he 
like he's just always on the puck, always on top of you. And like, I think that he had the puck below their goal line um, for a number of seconds and with Mace. And I think it was T out there if I remember, but, or Doug, but they just like, they just like handled that so well. And then um, it honestly made it easy on me and Tony who were out there. We were just sitting back and making sure that nobody got behind us. So, yeah. You mentioned Ali there. I, I definitely think he stepped up his game the, the entire playoffs. He's be, he's definitely became a primetime player. 100%. Um, and that's just the exact player that we know he is. Like, he's been clutch, obviously, that Des Moines uh, overtime goal. And um, just, like, playing the physical way he does. He just, like, dominates games. Even if it's not on the score sheet, he's making, like, a massive impact every night. And... Uh, we're just going to need him to keep going because he's a huge and really vital player for our team success. See, that's what I get when I start trying to name names. I I obviously forget people because, like, you're right, B.A. Brennan's was huge. Jimmy Jersev had a heck of a series and has had a heck of a playoffs. Um, you know, Klebs as a young kid jumping in there. Just, it's just been it's been a remarkable thing to watch, and hopefully, we keep it up. Talk about the bus ride home. How how. Uh, I bet it took. I bet it felt like it took longer to get there than it did to get home, didn't it? Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. I mean, we were waiting anxious, anxiously to get there. Pardon me. And um, obviously, the bus ride home was so much fun. We were we were all open it up and uh, listening to music and just like couldn't be happier that we just get to keep keep on battling with the guys and just knowing that we have a couple more weeks together. That was just like the biggest sigh of relief with not only our teammates, our billets our coaches, everybody. Like, we just weren't ready for anything to be done. Gene, you mentioned the bus ride home, but Bucky, talk about the the Stars fans that actually made the trip up for all three games up to uh, up in Waterloo. I mean, the support that you have for the for the Stars fans making the trip up there, cheering you on loud and proud in Cowbell, what I like to call Cowbell Hill. I mean, they were definitely loud when I was mm-hmm. up there on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Um, just knowing that we had them behind our, us, too, it was, it was unreal. And they're there's obviously some little kids that are coming up and um, just giving them a couple high fives before the game while we're on our way to the dressing room in and out. That just like means the world just to know like you got some support there and they're going to have your back and you might not hear them in the stands, but you just know that um, we're not only doing it for our teammates and stuff, but our fans because they've been unbelievable the whole year. And uh, it just felt that much better that knowing that we get more hockey at the icebox because we, I think we owe it to our fans, for sure. How do you take care of yourself? I mean, you guys come off, you play Friday, Saturday against Tri-City, you get a day off, you start your, you play two games against Des Moines, you jump in the bus, you go to Waterloo, you play three games, you come home, you're here for They finally days. get a day off, you know, yeah. coming home from Waterloo. And then you're jumping in the bus tomorrow, heading back to Fargo, you play two, you're back here. How, what are you doing to take care of yourself in a, in a grind like that? I think the, the biggest thing is just, like treating your body right and then like not only um like you're stretching biking after games and whatnot seeing Corey, i mean Corey's like the best of the best like with like post game if you need like all your treatment done stretching or whatever he's doing mobility for guys um i personally have got a lot of cupping done from him lately and he's just like so apprehensive for that stuff and I think that not only all that off ice stuff, but like eating right too is huge and sleeping, like um, just making sure you're getting all the, all the like key components of recovery. And like, it's not just like all that stretching, but there's so much that goes into it. So you have to, you have to 
treat yourself like a pro and make sure that you're staying healthy because it's you have you got to be selfish in that sense um, to be unselfish for your team and so that you can perform the best every night because obviously guys are banged up and especially in a physical series like Waterloo like I'm I was feeling it I know all the guys were feeling it so um, it's just so important to get the body back on track for sure. So you're saying I shouldn't have been feeding Books and Massey ice cream covered potato chips for dinner the last three nights they should have been giving him like chicken and rice or something i was saying that they're gonna be laying off the penalty box snacks yeah oh oh my goodness well i mean i wouldn't turn that down probably but i mean i think that um you got to treat yourself a bit too so that's good there we go there we go uh, all right so getting ready to head up to fargo what uh what's What's the mindset? How is it different than when you were up there a couple, three weeks ago? You went up there, you knew, is it much different? I mean, you went up there a couple weeks ago knowing you were still in the running for the, for the bye. Um, you guys have been playing high-pressure hockey for the last month and, and haven't blinked. So what's the mindset jumping in the bus tomorrow? I think just continuing the continuation of how we've been playing. I think that we haven't veered from um, the right way of hockey that we've been instilled um, by our coaches for the last, like, I don't know, two months because it seems like we've just had plenty of success in the last month and a half or whatever it's been, really since that six-game losing streak, I think, in February, I think it was. And um, I think that just sticking to the basics and what we've been taught since day one here is going to be really important. I think being physical against Fargo because it definitely worked against Waterloo. Um and just not taking any of what they had to offer because they obviously wanted to hit us and hit us and hit us. I think that was most I've been hit um, like the whole year for sure. But um, I mean, we're going to have to key in on special teams, making sure we're winning that. And I think just yeah, playing the way we know we can play. Um, yeah. It was pretty I don't clear. Know. That's, that's a bit cliche, but I think just, I don't know. We've just been so good lately. And I think that, sticking to what we do best and our game plan every night is going to be huge yeah well anytime you've tried to not be yourself it hasn't worked out very well and speaking of that i mean it was pretty obvious to me that they were targeting you and they were targeting marcy i mean marcy got beat up and beat around and it was uh it was we we talked about that regularly how much he was getting smoked down in front but good on him to stand back up and how about that slew foot from croteau on him early in the game on on oh. sunday I know. I think that some of those guys, if we, if it was a regular season and that's how kind of like they were treating us, I think that there would have been some gloves dropped for sure. And honestly, I think I was so fired up. I might've even dropped the gloves with some of those guys. Like, um, I, I know that uh, that's what fans might not know me as, but like, I was so fired up in that playoff series. I actually might've made amends. On my own. If I remember right, we had you on earlier at the beginning of the year, and you said your dad would be proud if you actually got in a fight. So uh, your your time's running down I know. here. Are they coming I down? know, I know. <laughs> I think it's just now the discipline's so important. And, like, for us, even just fighting, like, you take yourself out for 15 minutes or and possibly the, like, end of a period or a game. And just, like, obviously there's a chance you could get injured too. Like, we saw Jimmy at the start of the year, obviously he got in that fight and his, his like wrist or I forget what it was, his thumb, thumb. like popped yeah. right out of its like socket. And just having that in the back of your head, it just, it makes you feel uneasy. And I think that, I think that being tough at this time of the year is 
taking a punch for the team and going on the power play or something like that. And um, I think ultimately beating teams on the scoreboard and ending teams' years is what we plan on doing. So we definitely don't don't need a Connor McDavid situation there when you you get in a fight and you break your hand on on your draft days. Oh, exactly, exactly, because that's – that's probably the worst thing that would happen, and we need all of our guys healthy. It doesn't matter who it is. Everybody needs to be healthy from here on out. I'm pretty sure Pop's Bucks burger, Buck Burger would be just as proud with a Clark Cup ring and seeing his kids skate the cup as he would uh, you fighting somebody and, and uh, ending yeah, up Championships sitting, sitting last forever. Score sheets can be thrown away. Exactly right. Exactly Exactly. Right. 100%, 100%. Are the parents making it down at all? They're actually going to watch. Uh, they'll be down for every single game in the next series because uh, I think just knowing how far we'll have to travel in the Eastern Conference, wherever that may be after, um, they're actually going to go to Fargo and then travel to Lincoln on that Saturday and then watch hopefully Sunday or Monday when we can hopefully close out at home. Yeah, well, there's a lot of us that are working hard to try to make sure that there's a biggest crowd that you've seen all year and everybody, we haven't talked about it out loud really yet, but a white out in the building and trying to make sure that Sunday afternoon feels like the, the baddest asses Saturday night or Friday night that, that you guys have experienced all year. Oh, well, that's awesome. We're, we're looking forward to it so much. And uh, I think the team's in a really good spot right now. So we're just going to keep going and hopefully do something special. Right on. Well, hey, I know that we're keeping you from dinner, Bucky. So we'll go out, get fueled up, take care of yourself. And I know that there'll be ample people back here in Lincoln rooting for you in Fargo. And we can't wait for you to get back here on Sunday. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. Need a windshield for your everyday driver? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your hot rod? Call Waverly Glass Company. Need a windshield for your old school classic car? Call Waverly Glass Company. See their new shop, Waverly Glass, now open at 1400 Cornhusker Highway. We do good work. Not all car problems are mechanical. These days, the source of your car trouble might be a computer issue. Southside Auto Tech has kept up with technology for 25 years with ASE certified technicians and the latest factory diagnostic equipment. From your dashboard to your transmission, South Southside Auto Tech has the tools and the know-how to fix the problem, whether it's mechanical or technical. Southside Auto Tech, just south of 48th and Highway 2 on Rentworth Drive. Southside Auto Tech, mystery solved. Hey, Stars fans. Head to the App Store on your smartphone to download the official Lincoln Stars hockey app, powered by True North Technologies. Get instant access to our roster, schedule, radio feed, and more right on your home screen. Thank you, True North Technologies, and let's go Stars. The Dump and Chase podcast is the unofficial fan podcast of the Youngstown Phantoms, but it's not always about hockey. Have you ever played golf? No, uh, you should see me on the driving range. It's scary. I, I haven't played in a few years, but I think the last time I played, I shot like an 83. On 9 or 18? On 9. Still not bad compared to me. Yeah. I mean, it would have been 80, but the windmill kept getting in the way. The Dump and Chase podcast, every Wednesday at 5.06 on Western Reserve Radio. All right, guys, welcome back to Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. Uh, Gene, uh, big couple of games coming up here uh, starting on uh, Thursday night. Huge, huge, huge. Got Anderson Cup champion Fargo. Last time we were up there, as we just talked with Boston, we won a, swept them up there. But since that time, they have uh, 
gotten, I'm going to butcher his last name probably, but Eric Polkamp, I guess that's not the hard, that's not even the right one. Joe Paulo Diachuk, um, been injured the last couple times we played him, but he's uh, first team, he's first team all USHL, so was Cole Knubel, uh their goalie, Marinov is second team, or third team, he was must have been third team. No, because Bucky was. Ah, you know, I'm just stumbling all over myself. That's all right. So, yeah, he ends up second team, and I was actually trying to go find uh, – I was going trying to find the all-rookie team because I'm assuming Max Swanson. So, there's, what, four or five – there there's, there's a whole line. They're of definitely a loaded, a loaded team out there. Out there so. But I, I think, you know, for for other stars out there, we definitely have one guy that can match up and, and take him out. Yeah, we've matched up well with him, and I think that – Based on listening to, to Bucky speak and knowing what I've seen and hearing at home, I know they're in the right mindset for it. It's it's like like Bucky said, we got two weeks left, and uh, they only got two weeks left together as this unit and this team, and they're looking forward to wrapping things up the right way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at kind of some of the stats, the one big stat of the uh, Lincoln Fargo matchup that stands out to me is is Lincoln's PK. We're thirty one for thirty one, batting a thousand percent out out there. Uh, so PK is definitely going to be huge because Lincoln is definitely uh, a team that you know, finds themselves in the box quite a bit. Yeah, well, hopefully the refs will just keep swallowing the whistle, right? Because I don't think there was matching minors the other day. I think that was the only time Waterloo was in the box the entire game. So I don't know. There was a lot of cheap chatter on the USHL discussion board about how dirty Lincoln was, yet every time I turned around, it seemed like we were the ones, like you said, Marcellus hey, gets slew-footed. It's it's people in Iowa, man. They're not that smart. I mean, you know what Iowa stands for, right, Gene? Idiots out wandering there around. There you go. Yep. I mean, the proof's in the pudding right there. You know there. why the wind blows in Nebraska? Why? Because Iowa sucks. There you go. One of my dad's all-time favorite jokes. I like it, because it's not wrong. It isn't wrong. Alright, so... I think we're hyping the, the whiteout, right? Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, I know years past, uh, if you are a Lincoln Stars traditionalist, uh, playoff games, there was always a whiteout out there. And if you look at the NHL playoffs, Winnipeg does it right. Uh, just, it's just a freaking awesome scene out there. Everybody dressed in white. You know, what we're wearing our home white jerseys. Uh, Gene, you got a white sweatshirt on right now. I know I got a white jersey at home. The whiteout, man. I think that's, as you said, that's the, the right way to go with it. And, God, how cool would that be to come back here with the chance to, to, clinch, to clinch the division, the conference, not I the like division, it. the conference. I mean, no, it's division. Conference. I don't conference, know. I think they division. call it both ways. Yeah, it is. The West. The West. Clinch the West. the West. It's how the West was won. It is. And, you know, how we're going to win is we're going to play physical hockey, uh, come out, and we're going to punch you in the mouth, and uh, we'll take it to you. Just what, I, think about how fast and physical – I remember th- seeing Fargo in this building for the first time earlier this year and going, "This." when I say this, this isn't a holy crap look at Fargo. It was like, oh, my God, that was playoff hockey. Now it really is playoff hockey. It is. So looking for, And we finally get to play a real hockey series. It's really now a best of five. It is. Because, you know, once again, the USHL is not the smartest uh, hockey league out there by making these three-game series all at one place. Uh, everything should be a five-game series a minimum. Uh, two there, two here, one up there if necessary, at the higher seat if necessary, whatever whatever those cars may lie at, but it should be a five-game minimum. And uh, there's a lot of talks about the Waterloo-Lincoln series being the best series in the playoffs thus far. And uh, if that thing went five, I, I, fans were robbed of not seeing 
Yeah, two more games. I have a rule question for you. So if you're going, does the five minute, it, is the fighting within the final five minutes I had a rule? the same question, uh, especially like in overtime. And what happens if you fight in yeah, overtime? Yeah, because you don't know it's the last five minutes of the game yeah, or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. So maybe we'll have to find that out. That's the question. You probably uh, get those suspended, you, suspended like five games knowing the USHL. That could be. That could be. Speaking of that, I don't know. Again, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to the uh, Rangers Devils game last night. Akira Schmid in net, for, former Lancer, uh, former Musketeer. I don't know if he ever played for the Lancers, but I, I watched him a couple years ago. Schmid, I believe Schmid was a Lancer. Was he? I believe so. So I know that a couple years ago, the year before Sioux City won it. So two years ago, it was Fargo and Sioux City playing in the Western Conference Finals, and Fargo's goalie started a massive line brawl that uh, Tanner Ludke's brother Griffin was in it. Uh, but I remember clearly because I was sitting three rows behind Fargo's goalie when the brawl broke out. I think Fargo's goalie, I was talking about this with Massey last night because Art was talking to him. Fargo's backup goalie had to come in and finish that. So it led him, led him to the, I think Chicago ended up beating him in, uh, in, the, Clark, or in, the, and, yeah, in the Clark Cup that year. But that's how close you are to, not that Whitey's going to snap and go that, but Schmidt was the other goalie in net for Sioux City, and I just remember clearly him at the other end of the ice, like just kicking back with both arms up on the crossbar. But a 22-year-old, he was playing in the Western Conference Finals two years ago, and he's getting a shutout as a 22-year-old for the, for the Devils over the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, screw the Devils. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's pretty cool for a 22-year-old kid. It is cool. I, I Also, before we wrap things up, I know there was a lot of talk about watch parties. Um, I don't know if we have anything finalized or wrapped up here yet or not, but uh, we are definitely trying to work on a place to get a bunch of Stars fans together and uh, and watch the, the playoffs. Whether that's here at Brewski's or I've heard maybe you know talk of something at Rosie's or something like that, so just keep it in mind. Or uh, watch out for uh, the the DM with Gene Cotter's address as we all uh, head to the Cotter household. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hey, FYI, I know we've tried to get some people out here. We let them know that we record live on Tuesdays. There's probably no reason why we won't be recording next Tuesday because we'll either be getting ready to head back to Fargo for Game 5 or we will have already won the West or the other thing. Um, So I may have a handful of tickets here for the second straight time we've been out here to give out to people that are out here at Brewski's eating dinner or watching us. You know, right now there's a bunch of people dressed like tables and chairs around here. It is. Dressed as a seat night here at Brewski's. <laughs> that it is. At least we're, we're like a Tri-City playoff game. At least where we are. Um, we're so, like a Tri-City playoff game. So anyway, pay attention. Watch out for, watch out for a watch party and uh, come on out and get some tickets. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, let's wrap things up. Uh, Gene, I'm excited uh, to uh, get another home game here at the Icebox on Sunday afternoon, but hopefully that game comes after two wins up in Fargo. That would be so, so cool. Been a long time coming. Definitely has. So everybody, we'll see everybody at the Icebox Sunday afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it, 505 puck drop. Uh, Wear your white. Let's pack the place. Uh, Bring bring your friends. Yep. And uh, let's root on the boys. (laughs) 